1: question for you yes ma'am is Yolanda the most naive character we have ever seen on 90 Day Fiancé
2: Quite possibly. I felt for it in the beginning, but now I'm kind of like, come on. Come on, Yolanda. Yolanda. Come let's...
1: on. You
2: can't be that naive.
1: Hi, welcome to Reality Bites. It's Megan and Jay. Before the 90 Days, back with episode three last night. Before we dive into all things 90 Day Fiance, Jay, tell me about your weekend.
2: It was pretty good. I was uh, on my own for about a week. My wife went to California. and Living so... the
1: bachelor life. Oh Well, yeah, as
2: much as you can with two kids. And... Oh,
1: your daughter was there. When you said, like, living on my own, I thought you had, like, the house to yourself. No,
2: no not even close to it. Uh, Mom's was there. Two kids are there. So yeah, still doing what I do.
1: So so not the bachelor lifestyle.
2: Not the bachelor lifestyle. More
1: like a single dad lifestyle.
2: So my idea of fun was to kind of uh, live out my 90 day fiance fantasy by taking my wife to the airport. And then as she was like going through like security, being like, I love you. Did you
1: sprinkle rose petals? Did so you make a sign? Well,
2: here's the thing. So on the way to California, I was like, I love you. I'll call you every day i'll put a picture of you on my pillow and kiss it goodnight just to embarrass her as she was like walking through and she was thoroughly embarrassed on the way back i did i had my daughters we all made signs that said like welcome back miss you
1: anyone has ever held up a sign for me at an airport ever in my entire life and i think i'd be mortified
2: exactly i brought a couple balloons uh some flowers and so her flight got in early though it got in like 30 minutes early so thanks a lot anytime you count on an airline to get you somewhere on time it doesn't the one time i want to embarrass my wife they do so that was my whole like fun weekend how about you
1: uh well i did some doomsday prepping
2: oh okay good i'm ready let me tell you
1: something i'm a sheep right and everyone goes into panic mode and i go into panic mode too so i'm at every store looking for the disinfectant wipes the antibacterial hand soap the hand sanitizer and everywhere is sold out so i start thinking to myself you know some of the big box stores the walmarts and the targets those are not the places you should be looking
2: that is true you
1: got to get creative so i went on a little bit of a scavenger hunt and was able to track down lots of disinfecting products disinfectants so my house is very sterile more sterile than it's ever been and then it was also my niece's sixth birthday so i got to be the cool aunt who gave her her first hamster for her birthday
2: oh that's awesome it
1: was like everybody got bit um so we've already gotten that out of the way Uh, I think he was just very overwhelmed. There were, like, barking dogs, and there's kids, and they're up against the cage. Because and... when I picked him up and got him in his little habitat, I took it all over there, already put together. He was actually pretty chill, and he let me pet him, and he let me pick him up. Like, I'm the only person who didn't get bit. Okay. Uh, he bit everybody else. Drew blood. My brother was bleeding. <laughs> my nephew's bleeding. My niece got bit on the back of the neck. It was like good. Oh,
2: it's like a horror movie. Jeez.
1: <laughs> so anyway. So if you've
2: been on a cruise ship, the CDC recommends that they go to your house because I'm my house. I you're good. To- <laughs>
1: Uh, All clean and on your way. I have a stockpile. Side note. um, I went into a store and all the Clorox wipes are gone. Mm -hmm. The whole section's wiped out. But I was able to find in a totally different section of the store where you would almost find like picnic supplies okay. paper plates and plastic utensils they had disinfecting hand wipes like you would just put in your
2: picnic oh, basket that makes sense and I was
1: able to find them in, an, in a section of the store where you would never really even think to look okay and then another place where you can sometimes find antibacterial is in the baby section ah true so it's not always about going to where the cleaning supplies and the bleach and where all that stuff would normally be in a store if you're trying to find some uh some survival supplies um you might not find them because i pretty much clean house everywhere i went like i invested my life savings into hand soap i don't i mean i just i get all wrapped up in it i can't help it when it
2: becomes the new economy you're going to be king of the mountains.
1: that's right that's right i'm ready um so i did make it back from my brother and sister in law's house last night in time for 90 day fiance we are like i said three full episodes in we finally got to meet one of the remaining couples last night still no david and lana Yeah.
2: They tease them for the next one, oh though.
1: My gosh, like we're not going to meet them until episode <laughs> four. Imagine you're cast on this show, and you're like, the show starts, and you're like, all right, well, maybe we didn't make the first episode. Maybe we'll be okay. We're not in the second episode. Maybe episode three. Okay, well, maybe <laughs> maybe by midpoint in the season they'll put us on.
2: By the time they have the reunion, hopefully they will have showed something <laughs> for people to realize that we're on the show with. But I mean, with the way Williams and uh, Yolanda's relationships going, there might they're not gonna be. Gone. Yeah, they're going to be gone it's pretty soon. Week, so, so we're,
1: we're going to have plenty of room for david and lana's storyline all we know about them so far is that he is 60 years old he's from las vegas lana is 27 lives in the ukraine and he says in the preview for next episode that he has spent upwards of a hundred thousand dollars on this girl that's a lot of money has stood him up twice already that's just So, like, between David and Yolanda, this is like a Caesar super season. This is like two people very reminiscent of what we saw with Caesar and Maria on last season of Before the 90 Days. And speaking of Yolanda, Miss Yolanda, who everybody likes because she's a nice lady. Her husband has passed away. She's raising six kids by herself, and she's lost a lot of weight, and she's ready to start Chapter 2 of her life. And she has met this guy on Instagram Who goes by Williams who has been we know using photos of some Italian model as his own pictures and so far they have yet to have any sort of FaceTime video chat at all so she hasn't seen him besides what he posts on Instagram which we know are fake photos right now Yolanda's 51 she's from Las Vegas (laughs) Williams is supposedly 40 and lives (laughs) in either Manchester or London depends on the day kingdom we have no idea right so all of a sudden in last week week's episode, she and her daughter are getting ready to book their tickets to fly over to the UK so that she can meet Williams face to face. He can't tell her what airport she needs to fly into. And we pick up last night where all of a sudden Williams is now MIA.
2: Can't get a hold of him.
1: He has deleted his Instagram. He
2: scrubbed the whole Instagram and changed to somebody else's name.
1: Here's my question. And I and I posed this on Twitter last night as I was live tweeting the episode. He had to agree to come on this show before production started right why would you agree if you know you've been lying the whole time why would you ever agree to come on a show like this
2: again i don't think he really thought it all the way through And it had to be something where, because, you know, she kind of whispered it to the production crew like, hey, guys, something weird kind of happened. So it feels like everybody was on board with him being on the show. It wasn't as if like, oh, we caught you red handed, sir. Like, he must have obviously agreed, like you said. And the thought process was that we were going to see it through to some extent. And now, all of a sudden, it's kind of like, hey, guys, something weird kind of happened. This Instagram was completely changed and I can't get a hold of him. He
1: deleted every photo. But the thing is, it doesn't appear that he deleted the account because she still tries to send him a message through instagram right so it sounds like he just went through and deleted all the photos but didn't delete the account which is another very strange move
2: well i've done a little research myself and i actually found that he changed it to a whole different name she started communicating with that gentleman
1: well okay so hold hold the phone what is the new name
2: oh i don't have the name on me i'm sorry How dare you (laughs) How dare you? I
1: was getting ready to look him up right now.
2: So she's been having communications apparently, according to some people who did some deep dives into the Instagram and Twitter, with another gentleman who supposedly was trying to warn him about this Mr. Williams. Warn her? Warn her about Mr. Williams.
1: you think it's the same person. That's
2: what everybody thinks is that actually it's the same person and now he's using this other account to be like, see I told you, he was catfishing you, he was treating you poorly. So then she starts to have a little online relationship with this new guy.
1: is who we all think is the original guy who was pretending to be Will?
2: Exactly.
1: Oh, that's scary.
2: And something goes wrong there apparently, and now she's dating a brand new guy with actual verifiable like photos and pictures and did stuff. You meet him on Instagram? I believe she did, but he's actually like he's from Vegas. He's like a construction he's worker a or something. Local guy. He, yeah, you can tell he's more local. Out. Yes,
1: he's not an Italian
2: fashion model. <laughs> oddly enough.
1: Oddly oh, shocking. <laughs> I know. Poor Yolanda. It's just it's sad to see her. You know, sitting in this juice bar trying to get a hold of him oh my gosh that's, that's the fear of doing these online relationships is that the person that you are investing in and getting to know is not being truthful with you and and then you feel not only do you feel lied to but you feel a little dumb in retrospect i imagine right. that's got to be everyone's kind of worst fear is to to really open up to and invest in someone and and attach expectations to mm-hmm. and then just be kind of completely let down by the whole thing i'm dying to know how this is going to resolve within the show right whether or not she's just going to like give up and save her money and not go on this trip or whether she's going to book the ticket and try to go anyways because sometimes they're so naive on the show that they still hold out hope until the very end that they were right all along and this person is who they said they were and you know maybe just got a little bit of cold feet because it's becoming all too real well
2: the only problem for her is that they still don't know what airport to go to yeah, they don't, so they have
1: no idea where he lives
2: <laughs> so there's no way to kind of
1: Yeah, find him. As far as we know, he hasn't told her any of his personal information about where he lives or where he works to where she could just show up and be like, hi, I'm here. All right. So last night we uh, we met Stephanie and Erica. Stephanie is 29 years old. She lives in Yonkers, which is north of New York City. Pretty much New York City. Right. Uh, and then Erica is 24 and lives in Australia. Now, Stephanie, I find fascinating because she's like a YouTube star. She's one of those people who runs a YouTube channel and makes money doing it.
2: I need to get a YouTube page. Me too. Because she's living a pretty good life. I took all the boxes. I like pizza. She likes pizza. She does. Check.
1: She wrote a song about pizza.
2: I've been places. She goes places. Right. Check. Right. I wear clothes. She does fashion stuff. Check.
1: Jay, I think you could do it. it. Uh, Stephanie, very pretty girl. Yeah. And uh, she does have a rare bone marrow disorder called a plastic anemia or a plastic anemia, which could be deadly if she gets even a common cold during her trip.
2: Like the stuff they talk about, the coronavirus, the people who are most susceptible are people like her, actually.
1: People like Stephanie who have underlying medical conditions. Now, not only has she not told her family that she's bisexual, but they think that she's filming a show about her illness, about her illness in
2: Australia, one of the most dangerous places on human existence. Right.
1: So her family's very baffled. Like, why Why would you risk your health to go there? And she goes, well, I'm going to go see my friend, Erica.
0: So, Steph, uh, what's your friend's name?
1: My friend's name is Erica.
0: She's your age?
1: Yeah, she's a little bit younger. She's uh, a photographer. She's really nice.
0: Yeah, how'd you meet her?
1: I met her through Instagram. Yeah, we've just become really good friends over the year. And we have a lot in common. And I'm just going to go visit her. We're going to just hang out Okay well that's not really true And I have a feeling her parents are just going to be more upset That she didn't feel comfortable enough Telling them in the first place Well
2: her, you know, her friend who she's playing tennis with He's gay and he said that coming out to his parents He learned that not telling them They were going to be really hurt by him lying to them And kind of keeping up a facade And it would hurt them more to find out later That oh you didn't tell me about it So basically what you're saying is exactly what The uh, the gentleman said that you yeah. know he kind of went through Yeah. And so,
1: But I, but I also can understand 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 how in that fear of losing the relationship that you have with your family, there's got to be a lot of anxiety building up to like not knowing how it's going to be received and whether or not they're going to accept it or not. And while she's still trying to figure out if this relationship with Erica is something that's going to have longevity. Right. Maybe it's not r- worth the risk of telling the family and upsetting everyone until she knows whether or not this is going to work out and it is something that they're going to pursue
2: long term. It's almost like she's doing a cost-benefit analysis yeah. like, okay, like do I really tell them about my bisexuality and this girl and then I go there and it ends up blowing up and it's kind of like, well, why would I do all that and put myself and my family through this?
1: Right, but you're also on a TV show, so they're going to find out about this relationship that she has with Erica regardless of the outcome, you know, if they make it as a couple or not, isn't going to matter. If she weren't going on TV, I could see going over there to see what happens, then deciding, yes, this is A a legit relationship We're going to pursue this Then coming back And telling your family But either way They're finding out about it Uh, We do have Stephanie and Erica Who have not met in person yet We just met them last night So hopefully in next episode We'll get to see Their first face-to-face meeting I have a really good feeling About them I don't know why I really like them So far I do know someone I mean I don't know him well I know him through Instagram But he met a girl On Instagram Who Mm -hmm. lived in Australia And he went there and it must have gone horribly wrong well. <laughs> because he is—he lives in L.A. and he's back in L.A. now. And his both of their Instagram accounts have been like scrubbed clean of each other. But he uh, I
2: thought that was going in a totally different direction. I thought while
1: was, he was there, though, it appeared that things were going really well. I think it was, I mean, I have no idea what happened. Like I said, I only know right. him through Instagram, so he's not like a close friend. I wouldn't be like, so whatever happened with that chick in Australia? Because <laughs> I'm a stalker and just follow you on Instagram, but we've never met in real life. He's a relatively young guy she was a young girl and 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 it didn't feel all that odd in the same way it is when you're in your 50s and 60s and you're like oh come on <laughs> yes um, but another couple that is relatively young and close in age are Avery and Ash Avery's 32 years old living in the coronavirus epicenter of the United States right now <laughs> Seattle, Washington Ash is 38 he lives in Australia originally from somewhere off the coast of Africa he is a relationship coach who apparently only works with single women although if you go on his instagram it says he works with single men single women oh, does it he says everything uh-huh. um, but i've watched a few more of his videos and now i'm convinced that the guy's just a
0: total quack hey there guys Ashia, thank you so much for being on this video how do does food affect the way that you feel think and behave it's amazing how actually the food that you eat has a certain impact on the environment around you not only on you but the environment around you so from the food that you create it can give you an idea of how your relationships are crazy so what you eat is who you are and why does it affect you The way that you think, feel and behave Is because of the fact that food has A certain impact on your neurotransmitters So if you're eating the wrong food It will impact your mood It will impact the way that you think Very negatively Hence the reason why The chance of you interacting In a relationship with a partner well is reduced because you will tend to react rather than respond so always think that it's not only what you're thinking and how you're actually developing your brain and how what the affirmations that you're writing on paper that is counted should i say but it also depends on the things that you eat eat more greens eat things that makes your life like anything that has life and that He's nutritious.
1: Like, he's a fraud.
0: He
2: seems really suspicious. Like, everything about him.
1: I mean, and listen, maybe via the show, he will grow his social media following, but his videos are very weird, and, you know, it's just one of those people who's trying to sound very well-versed in all things relationships and in touch with the universe, but, like, you look at the guy, and something's not right here. Uh, Now, Avery has now sent her two kids... Off with her <laughs> father's, and she is going to Australia for three weeks. It's a long time, which is a long time. Uh, and I was a little bit surprised, but she is on her way to to meet Ash, and we catch up with him in Australia at a flower shop, picking up some flowers for Avery. And here is our uh, another red flag. I'm not gonna say our first red flag because we've already seen a few. But the guy who works in the flower shop is like, "Oh yeah, there are lots of women. He buys flowers for lots of women. He's one of my best customers." Um, so something definitely off about this guy but not as off about Ash as is off about Jeffrey. Now uh, the buddy. more we see Jeffrey on this show he's the more I'm like acting
2: kind of weird.
1: He is psycho and he's got that very like
2: pent up kind of Suppressed Yes, reach. exactly.
1: Alright, so Jeffrey's 41 years old uh-huh. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee Varya is 30 She's a radio DJ who lives in Russia and he has now flown to Moscow and she has picked him up at the airport and things did not get off to the greatest start, and you would think, okay, well, maybe just that initial meeting right. is uncomfortable, and they this is the first time they're seeing each other. in person Long
2: flight, you're tired. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of very Yeah,
1: filming the whole thing,
2: understandable.
1: But uh, but it hasn't gotten any better. Mm-mm. So they are now uh, in a car, in a taxi, on their way to his hotel. She informs him that she is going to stay elsewhere. That her friends have urged her not to stay at his hotel room.
2: What well, seems totally reasonable. And responsible
1: And he he said he understood mm. He was disappointed But Still. the subtext <laughs> of his facial expression And his body language was rage
2: It was like, uh, what did he say? Ace, hey, whatever you want to do Before we come
0: to the hotel I need to say you something My girlfriends think I should stay in my friend's house Which are in Moscow And not with you why not? I just started to get to know you in person. you get that. Well, I won't miss you. But it's okay. There's no worries. I respect her decision to go to her friend's house. But at the same time, I can't help being hurt. Especially since I came all the way out here to see her, to be with her. It's a fake smile or not? No. No, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, uh, ask me something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're tired, I see. Mm-hmm. Or maybe upset. Well, I think that you should uh, reconsider staying over tonight because I would like your company. i like to sit up and chat with you and talk with you. And We're going to hang out and talk and have uh, some food. I'm really disappointed that she promised her friends that she wasn't going to spend the night with me tonight because the whole premise of this trip is to get to know each other a lot more. I hope she likes me. <laughs> I hope it, I'm everything that she thought I was gonna be. And just, honestly, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: And the- almost like you're letting me down like i came all this way and don't get me wrong i on some level i do understand they've been communicating for months back and forth i think it's impossible not to walk into these situations without some expectations as much as you try to say like i don't really have any expectations i just want to see what happens like obviously if she doesn't stay in the hotel with you you're going to be a little disappointed
2: he did look really upset by the fact like like you said, he was very odd. They weren't really talking. He was being really weird.
1: He's telling her that she's being standoffish, and she's saying, "You're holding me like a dad." And he really was less like a suitor, right, and more like a, "You're not treating me the way I thought you were going to." And how come you're not?
2: And he's not contributing anything to the conversation. Uh-huh. Like she's actually trying to talk and come, con- conversate or you know converse with him, and he is kind of just you know smiling a little bit and nodding his head. And
1: so they go to a restaurant and. And Russian food does not look appetizing (laughs) to me. Let me just be the first to say that as someone who loves going to foreign countries and trying dishes and cuisines of, you know, authentic to certain places, that is one I'd be a-okay never having a bite of. What was was, the... Fish, it herring. was
2: herring. Was it cooked? That was my question. I wondered if the herring was cooked because I, mean,
1: I. They sometimes they eat pickled herring. I know. Yeah,
2: so that was thing. that'd be the thing. Like I'm pretty good with fish as long as it's cooked. I'm not a big sushi type fan. So
1: like, I like raw tuna. I don't know about like other raw hair. Yeah, know. Uh, I don't know. It just ugh. and and again at dinner things not getting much better. It's almost like he's blaming her for things being a little weird, but it seems like he's the problem.
2: It absolutely feels like he is the problem. Like she's actually trying. Yeah. She's being, you know, kind of extra communicative. the oh, no, no, Communicative. 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 There you go. There it is. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, And he, is, he seems very kind of shy. She even asked him about his ex, which is something I feel like they probably should have discussed earlier. Like, hey, whatever happened. But whatever. She brings it up now, and He's like, well, I don't want to talk about it because then you're going to get hung up on like my ex stuff. He's like, no, you need to talk about it. I need to find out if you're a psychopath, which.
1: Right. So these two, I, this again, definitely looks like it's going to be a crap and burn couple Ugh. it definitely does not appear that it's going to go well for them or get much better from here out but you know maybe once they have some drinks in them and everybody relaxes and loosens up and he gets some sleep who knows maybe things will get temporarily better before right. they crash and burn that's what I let's
2: give him a good night's hate. rest he's been yeah. on a long flight right. and maybe he'll start acting a little more normal but to be
1: determined <clears throat> uh, up next Tom and Darcy who, oh, you know look I'm surprised that they still have this on again off again thing going, especially when we left off with Tom and Darcy, mm-hmm. they kind of broke up. And right. He, they were, there was this FaceTime on the on the last season where he says, at, at this juncture, I'd, I think we're better off as friends. And then apparently they saw each other at the reunion, decided to try to keep it going. Now, this has been going on for a year now. Yep. This on again, off again. They're not in a great place. They don't talk very often. And we pick up with Darcy heading to the gym.
2: She's hitting the gym hard.
1: She's hitting the gym hard getting ready for tom who calls her on last week's episode says he's gonna be in new york asks her if she wants to get together this again triggers her from when jesse flew to new york to break up with her and that went horribly wrong so she agrees to it but she doesn't feel great about it right so In one episode, we got hashtag treadmill gate, because everyone's talking about the way she was running on the treadmill. And we also get now photogate, because we find out that Florian, who is Stacey's Albanian fiance. And
2: friends with Tom still. Is
1: still friends with Tom.
2: Although it doesn't feel like it, because... (laughs) I mean... Is that a friend move? I feel like that's not a friend move. It's
1: definitely not a friend move, but he is engaged to Stacy, who's Darcy's twin, Darcy reveals that she and Tom have now blocked each other on social
2: media.
1: So that's a very mature thing for someone in their 40s to do, I guess. Right. But Florian has now obtained these photos of Tom with another female and has sent them to Stacy. And Stacy sent them to Darcy. So now Darcy has seen photos of Tom with this other blonde chick. And I, somebody on Twitter was like, oh no, those are modeling pictures. And I'm like, uh, I don't. I think so. I mean, Do you I, think they were modeling pictures?
2: Initially, I didn't think they were modeling pictures, but I mean, I guess I could see them in some aspect. Maybe he was doing something.
1: He is that kind of guy. Right. I follow Tom on Instagram. He is obsessed with himself.
2: I mean, uh, they're obviously states. I mean, you know, he. Probably didn't set his camera up, you know, half a block away and set the timer and, like, okay, let's take a picture. Someone obviously took those pictures for them. So, I mean, I could see it being for some modeling thing or something he's trying to promote, maybe, you know, as a wine premiere he's trying to do.
1: That's my other question. So, is he now out of the fashion game and doing something with wine?
2: I have no idea. Yeah.
1: watched Tom on last season. He did something with a fashion brand. Right. And now all of a sudden, he's in New York to meet with, like, a wine distributor. He's like
2: a wine sommelier all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah. Who knows what Tom is you know, he's here, he's there, he's an international Mr. international, that's what
1: I was gonna say. <laughs> Tom Tom can do anything. <laughs> Um, So now we've got Darcy getting all amped up Uh in the days prior to their meeting in New York City, which is a recipe for an explosive episode. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. Now, do you remember when I was in New York City and somebody said, oh, my boyfriend's a bartender at a bar in Brooklyn, and Darcy was spotted filming with someone, it wasn't Tom. I actually think it was Tom, but because he slimmed down so much. Yes. He looked so drastically different that the bartender boyfriend in Brooklyn didn't realize that that was Tom.
2: I do remember all that. So. Because
1: the preview that we see is them meeting with the New York City skyline in the background and within a few minutes she storms off. And that's exactly what the bartender in Brooklyn said, that she wasn't there for very long. Oh, okay. That she got up and walked huh. out before the bartender was able to like go over and try to get a picture with
2: her. Yeah, whatever. Tom from last year, especially in the early episodes, looks very different, different than Tom now. And in his pictures that he used to send Darcy when he was, you know, like 30 pounds lighter and right, right. five years younger. So.
1: so Tom and Darcy definitely looks like we're in for a breakup between them. She's going to confront him over these photos and they will call it quits once and for all is what I'm guessing is going to happen. But this show, who knows?
2: Did he give uh, Darcy any drinks, your bartender friend?
1: He's not my friend. Okay, This was just a girl who was posting In this Facebook group that I'm part of, that her boyfriend is a bartender in Brooklyn. Because when
2: she drinks, she gets very emotional and she could storm out for anything at that point.
1: Anything. Who knows? All right. Up next, we have Ed and Rosemarie. Ed is 54 years old. He is from San Diego. Rosemarie, 23, lives in the Philippines. Now, where we left off with last episode, we had Big Ed at the airport getting ready to board his flight to the Philippines to meet Rosemarie, despite the the warnings from his co-worker, his good-looking friend, his level-headed daughter, his, his
2: mom. mom,
1: and as the show does, prior to Big Ed actually stepping off the plane in the Philippines, we catch up with Rosemarie and her sister and their kids and...
2: Right. Uh, as I say all the time, international poor is totally different than totally American different. poor.
1: And Rosemary, who seems like a nice enough girl, very much came across as he is my ticket out of here.
2: Absolutely. And her sister, too, who said, you know, doesn't really matter what he looks like. Doesn't he's matter. rich. That's what her her sister Maria said about, you know, Ed in yeah. their kind of little face to face.
1: Which makes this whole thing... I mean, it it makes it sad to watch because he really wants love and she really wants to get out of the Philippines.
2: Right, it almost makes it transactional. Like, okay, he wants something, she wants something. They can kind of both provide it for each other, but it's like a sad, it's not a happy type of transaction. It's kind of a sad one.
1: So we have uh, Ed arriving in the Philippines. We see the meeting at the airport. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How are you? How are you? Are you real? Oh my God, you're so real. You're so beautiful. Oh my God. I'm beyond, beyond elated. I'm, I'm so happy right now.
0: I'm so very happy to see you. You promise? I'm so excited. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. It was just like an out-of-body experience for me. Because for three months, I Facetime with her. And now I'm standing in front of her. And I really want to kiss Rose. I really do but i want to make sure that
2: she really likes me am i what you expected do you like
0: i expected you're tall to me tall more tall sure to me
2: <laughs> i thought if i told you i
0: was the same height maybe i would have a chance do you find me attractive attractive always Always? Yeah. okay well who you are so oh cute my god i just you. want to look at you <laughs>
2: i love you kiss
0: <laughs>
1: i think Asking someone directly, "Are you do you like me? Are you satisfied with the way I look?" Like if you put someone on the spot like that, they're gonna. Of course, they're gonna say try
2: to give you what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, like, I know. like oh, I'm not disappointed, but
2: it was it was a tough situation all the way around.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's like watching from the outside and knowing these two people want two different things makes it a little uncomfortable. You know, and I and I like Big Ed and I like his sense of humor. And it
2: might not totally be you know that the looks are going to be what drives relationship because i mean it's not like some of the other cases like williams where it's a totally different person you've never faced on like rosemary's seen him through facetime you know he sent pictures some of them might not quite look exactly like him but they're pretty close
1: he is three inches shorter than he said he was but i mean for a lot of people height's not an issue i'm not a height person i have friends who are like i'll only date someone who's six foot and up right and I'm not, I've dated people, I don't know if I've ever dated someone my own height, but I've dated someone who's like 5'8", and like, it's just not an issue for me, personally, but you're looking at a 54-year-old man, a 23-year-old female, that age difference in and of itself does not set this up to be a recipe for success.
2: Well, she says that uh, Big Ed's the same age as her father, who we meet.
1: Yeah, her dad, that was also a really interesting interaction between the father and his two daughters. It
2: was, uh, everything was just really Kinda
1: cold. Yeah, everything was not emotional. Very
2: sterile. It's kinda like this is our our lot in life and this is what we do and this is how it kinda happens and you grow up this way and hopefully you get out and if you don't, well then you just keep Yeah, you just keep doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. So as they continue to spend time together, we assume he's staying with her
2: at the hotel in Manila. Yeah, at least for the first night, and then they should be going back to her place.
1: Place, so that's where this is going to get interesting to me to see how he adjusts to you know life in her village in the Philippines for the duration of his trip, and and we do see a scene in the previews that look like they get into some sort of argument, and she storms off, and he says, "I don't believe in love," and I want to hold out hope that maybe there's a chance because, like you said, this does feel kind of transactional at this point. She wants to get out that badly that maybe it is going to work out
2: maybe and we'll see and also in the previous we see where he's taking her to the market and she is spending all of his money all of the money <laughs> including his change whatever change you got that's going in my pocket too sir
1: yeah all right last but not least we have been waiting for elisa 52 years old from york pennsylvania to arrive in nigeria to meet her 30 year old nigerian rapper boyfriend soja boy usman aka soja boy now we pick up With meeting Usman and his two friends who share a living space, which we already knew, and and Lisa knows that. So this is not news to her. Right. But I am a little confused as to why he's out with his two friends and he's been in this relationship with Lisa for two years, and the friends have never seen a picture of her.
2: So the two friends who we see where they're sitting at the table hookahing, which is uh, another apparently going to be a big theme in this relationship because he hits the hookah in the morning, he goes out to the clubby hookahs. Hookah's a big thing. Uh, those are actually entertainment buddies, so those people are like people working like the music industry with him.
1: But still, I mean, he sees them almost on a daily basis and, they, and they've and they never... He wrote this, girl, this song <laughs> about Lisa and they've never been like, hey, you got a picture of her? Well, like, remember
2: when he wrote the song and they did the video, they used another girl and it was not Lisa. But
1: when you find the video online now, it's that just... girl has been edited out.
2: Right, right. That's what he said he had to because she was not going for that, so...
1: I was just surprised that you could be in a relationship with someone for two years and your friends are seeing a picture of her for the first time right before she arrives that to me is a little odd
2: now Usman the other Usman because she has a roommate named Usman
1: one giant one Usman. and the other
2: one is giant who's one of my favorite characters already yep. now those are the people he lives with I believe they've already seen her they before do.
1: okay so my next question is like <clears throat> the same way Tanya brought her two friends why people take their friends with them to the airport like if you're picking somebody up for the first time it's just awkward when you bring somebody with you because you can't,
2: yeah, you can't, can't really
1: re- say hello to the person arriving.
2: Now I thought once they got in the backseat and they're like making out, I thought well maybe he wanted them there so that they could kind of drive him so her and Usman can kind of sit in the back and kind of cuddle up. But then it got kind of awkward because it was like super sloppy and loud PDA and it's just like yeah. <laughs>
0: I've started where to get to the hotel room. (laughs) Don't allow me to go and maybe ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> The way he was kissing her the normal kissing is two, three times. Easy, my brother. From the airport here it did 1,000. We're at the front we're just in, at the back of the car. It was a lot. Yeah,
1: and very much in the same way we had in saying that he's 55% attracted to Nicole
2: <laughs> we had
1: Usman saying, you know she's not exactly what I thought she was Gonna be. She's got a little more belly. And,
2: he said, you know, uh,
1: I hate it when they make comments about, especially female appearances on the show. And I get culturally, it doesn't always like translate. Like they're not saying it to be rude. They're saying because they were just asked, like, right. this person meet your expectations? Is do they look like like that you thought they were going to? And they must do it to everyone because remember it was the same with Benjamin and Akini. Benjamin Akini, yeah. Akini made the comment like, oh, <laughs> he's bigger than I thought he was gonna be. Which, right.
2: So it happens on both ways. And Ed and uh Marie, she said, oh, he is shorter and he. He is bigger and she stretched her arms out right, really wide. Right, so right.
1: the show loves to do that, loves <laughs> to like have the person make comments about someone's appearance. But
2: and- I would also say the people did it to themselves because I mean the pictures and the stuff that you kind of present to that other person yeah. is you know not necessarily what they're gonna see when you get there. So but
1: then Lisa told us that she and Usman have had like video uh, sex. Right. Where, like she's been naked and he has seen everything. That's so. what I
2: thought too. So you shouldn't be that much of a surprise.
1: Yeah. I mean, in that case, I was kind of like uh so has she just gained a lot of weight in the past week or like like what do you mean she doesn't look like you thought she was going to i don't know but
2: he did say that she has lady parts and he has a man part and so
1: all you need that's all
2: you really need we'll we'll work it out
1: now they arrive at a hotel in nigeria nice
2: looking hotel on the inside
1: lisa makes it very clear that she didn't fly seven thousand miles to sleep uh so let's just hope that uh he is attracted to her enough
2: That is actually going to be really interesting to see how this night actually unfolds if we have another Tim and Jennifer situation. Where we think, you know, everything is going to kind of happen a certain way. And then the next morning we find out, oh, it didn't quite go down because he respected her too much or I something. i a
1: little surprised. I'm not going to lie that, you know, much in the same way we had Rebecca and Ziad last season, that you see Muslim men on these TV shows very openly talking about having premarital sex. And I mean, that's that is so not acceptable in that religion. And I know that there is a very modern aspect to being Muslim that doesn't include following it as strictly as, as like people who follow the Quran to a T. But it is interesting to me that some of these people would go on the show. I mean like, keep in mind like Avery and Omar who I think were very modest and were very yes. conservative about what they shared um, and didn't do anything before they were married. Uh-uh. But here we have another guy who is just like yeah my American wife's coming over. My American girlfriend's coming over. Then again they are the plan is that she is there and they are going to get married.
2: Yeah, unlike some of the other couples, this not so much of a let's uh, test it out and see how it goes, and maybe we'll you Get know engaged. move move to the next step. It is pretty much hey, we're gonna just kind of make sure everything's in working order, and then yeah, we should be getting married. they have already engaged, so
1: yeah, yeah. So Lisa has arrived in Nigeria. What's gonna happen between the two of them over the course of her stay? Looks like it's gonna be we're in for a little bit of a roller coaster. We know there's gonna be jealousy issues. We uh-huh. know that he's already said a couple things that like does he realize you can't. Say that you're gonna hit you know slap a woman.
2: <laughs> I don't think he television. does. I don't think he does.
1: So, uh, so this is the one I can't wait to see how it plays out over the course the, the remainder of the season. And like I said, hopefully we'll finally meet David and Lana on next next week's <laughs> episode. 90-day fiance before the 90 days will be on TLC Sunday night. We'll be back one week from today on Monday with a new episode. Don't forget to find reality bites on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and subscribe.